0: Today's episode of the Gold Cast is sponsored by the hope and prayer and happiness that we still have a game seven to look forward to. Oh my God. Thank God. Awesome. So before we do that, let me tell you, you guys know where you can find us. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all under the moniker TheGoldCast. Facebook.com, TheGoldCast, Twitter.com, TheGoldCast. Uh, it's at TheGoldCast underscore on Twitter. There's some random dude that has at TheGoldCast, and he's never put anything other than an underscore. Like He doesn't even have an underscore. He's put, well, I'm sorry. He's put one post ever his entire life. That's it. And because of Twitter rules, we can't get it the worst youtube.com slash the gold cast the best comments ever best probably the most interactive fans we always get are on youtube it's always been a little bit slower because we're in uh, we're off, off the football season but uh that's that's a fantastic place my, my favorite place to speak to people uh, that are fans of the gold cast we've got the the fan page on facebook then of course we have instagram.com slash the gold cast today's episode is going to be a solo mission we're going to be talking about Game 6, Warriors at Rockets, and then previewing Game 7. Oh, LeBron said something uh, that I wholeheartedly disagree with, but whatever. He, uh, LeBron said, he said, my, my two favorite words in sports, Game 7. No, he said, I always say the two best words in sports are game seven. I disagree. I think the two best words in sports are we win. But, you know, we're different people, he and I. So that's my opinion. But anyways, we're going to talk about game six, everything, everything going into game six, everything I was feeling going into game five, going into game six. And now, of course, game seven looming in the distance. But, of course, first, the Goldcast intro. Let's go. San Francisco, are you, ready? are you ready? This is the Gold Cast. <laughs> boom, boom! Welcome to another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Sousa III, and with me is just you guys. It's a solo mission today. It's me. It's the Gold Cast Nation. It's the Dub Nation. It's the 49er Faithful. It's whatever we call us San Francisco Giants fans. You guys want to know something kind of funny? I'll tell you guys something kind of funny. So I got this. We were looking. First of all, I want to thank everybody. There's been a lot of people that have left way more reviews, and we're really, really thankful that people are doing that. That is awesome. It helps us tremendously in terms of getting higher on the on the rankings in terms of when people are looking for San Francisco Bay Area sports-centric podcasts, the, the reviews help us. So if you like what you hear, please leave a review on iTunes. It helps us move up the ranks. Now this is one of the funniest things. Some guys said, one person said, and I apologize for not remembering your name. I apologize. I will I will find it and I will say it on a later episode. But he said, every time a 49er game ends, I have to hear what these guys have to say, which I love. We are literally just fans. I've said that from the beginning. Raymond's the greatest fan to listen to the game. I'm just probably a sociopathic maniac fan. That's what I do. That's my that's my role. So I appreciate that guy. Then another guy said, I used to listen to you guys until uh, but then you stopped talk then you started talking about other sports. Now I'm unsubscribed. Really? What city are you from? Where are you from? From Redwood City? From Daly City? From Coma? What's up? Because I, I know you ain't from San Francisco. I mean, San Francisco is do or die. 49ers, Giants, Golden State Warriors. Come on, baby. This is SF. Now, I get it. Like You should be all in, die hard San Francisco at 49ers. That's the number one. Don't get me wrong. Don't get it twisted. San Francisco 49ers is the heart and soul of San Francisco sports. And I will go to the grave this is the greatest sports franchise in the city, in the Bay Area, is the 49ers. Number one, first and foremost. Don't ever get it twisted on my 49er faithfulness. But having said that, really? You're going to unsubscribe because, because we're talking about the Giants and the Warriors? I was like, you can't be from San Francisco. Like, there's no way. I'm from Mission and 23rd. Where are you from? St. Luke's Hospital, baby. Here we go. Holla. So I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm like, come on, man. Like, really? It cracked me up. I just laughed. I like, got honestly, when whenever I see like people get hell crazy on the comments, I just laugh. like you can't get mad. Actually, I kinda, I have to admit, it's kind of ballsy sometimes. like I've never been one of those guys where I'm like, man, I'm gonna I'm a comment on this podcast and I'll be like, F you guys, you guys effing it suck. This is the worst ever. I'm gonna hang myself. you know like, I've just never been one of those guys. So I feel like you really you haven't really made it as a podcaster until you have people that like absolutely hate your guts. And tell you online that like they wish you were dead because you're just you haven't really worked like you're not you're not doing your job right uh, if people don't hate your guts. So props to you. I'm sad that you unsubscribed. I do question your loyalty, and the next thing I question is what city are you really from? Not that I'm really bashing anybody that is a Giant, 49ers, Warriors, Giants fan from another city. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that that kind of comment. I, I really have a hard time believing it would be coming from someone from SF. Like if you're like, I don't know, if you're like from the East or something and like your dad liked the Niners because he was from San Francisco, so that's the one team you you root for on the West and you're, all the rest of your teams are East. so that when we started talking about those guys, you kind of checked out. All right, cool. I can get with that. I understand all that. Like no hatred on that. But like if you're actually from San Francisco, I really have a hard time believing you would say that. That's, that's all it is. I'm not trying to say that. Uh, fans outside of the city are less than I'm just saying like there's like you can you you don't have to like any team from San Francisco if you're not born and raised in San Francisco you're not from San Francisco but if you're from the city proper and I'm not saying that you necessarily have to root for every team but like you can't hate on a podcast that does all three anyways I don't know how we got on the subject but we like went way off on a tangent so I want to take you guys back take you back I I text my brother, and I'm going to pull up the text. Raymond Solis the first, the greatest fan in the game. So here's what I text him. I text him this on Wednesday, 11.27 p.m. I said, I don't feel good about tomorrow's game. This was game five. Warriors gassing out in the fourth quarter makes me very nervous. This is a team that literally sleptwalked through the regular season for this very moment. Rockets should be gassing out, not the Warriors. Rockets went for 65 wins. Tomorrow's game will determine the winner of the series, which is what I said earlier on the podcast. And then I said, I text him, but I don't feel confident anymore. I felt this in 16 when LeBron got J- uh, Draymond Green ejected and in 2012 with our beloved 49ers in the game. We shall never mention again. I said, it feels the same. So that's what I text him. I just had this feeling. You know, I'll tell you this. I'm going to mention the game we shall never utter again on the Goldcast. But the week we won the NFC Championship against Atlanta in 2012, I turned on the phone to Raymond Solis, the first, the unofficial, fourth, third member of the Goldcast, my father, Rudy Solis Jr., and I said, I just got a bad feeling about this game. Really? Really? I go, look, man, look, I think the Niners going to win. I just got a bad feeling about this game. I was like a character in Star Wars, man. I was like, I got a bad feeling about this game. Something, Something's not good. Something's off about this game. And I just had this feeling. And then on Wednesday, before game five, I had that same feeling. I had this rock the night before. This feeling. I go, oh, I just don't think we're going to win tomorrow. Something tells me something's off. And again, we have another fourth, a wonky fourth quarter. Warriors Warriors are in the lead for a lot of the third quarter. You know, it's back and forth. It does look like the Warriors when we're when we're trading buckets and the the lead is switching off every other shot, the Warriors really seem to get tight. And that frustrates me a little bit because you know what? Like, yeah, sure, it's easy to be calm and relaxed when you blow out a team by 30 or 40. Of course, duh. But like these are the moments that make champions, when the when when you're up against the the rival and it's it's back and forth and and every single bucket counts and every moment counts. That is the time to shine. That is the time to prove that you are the best. And this is your house, even if it's the opposite team stadium. And this is your time. It's not their time. That is the moment. So. I I just feel sometimes like the Warriors when things get really tight, they really get they just get really they just get the backsides get tight, they get a little flustered, they get discombobulated, they start making, you know, aggressive shots that don't really make a lot of sense. It just starts going all over the place. And literally, the offense—you watch the offense breakdown—and I'm not talking even from like a statistical analytical level. I'm talking from an emotional, conceptual level. Oftentimes, that's how I look at sports. I used to be a professional breakdancer. I played all the sports. I played baseball, basketball, football. I used to coach the number one team in gymnastics in the state of California. I think I've never, I probably never told anybody. You guys are probably all hearing this for the first time. So oftentimes. For me, I mean, obviously coming from a heavy gymnastics background, breakdancing background, like there's a lot of tremendous amount of technique in coaching and excelling in those sports. But for me, I always tend to look at sports from a very psychological, emotional level. I'm such an emotional, psychological person, and I look at sports that way. So when I'm watching these players, I'm not always watching the actual plays and how the plays are breaking down, but often I'm watching the body language, the energy the, the, the way they react to adversity, the way they react to success, the way they react to failure. That's what I'm looking at. That's the things that I pay attention to. You know, like watching the warriors get discombobulated, watching them get frustrated, watching them break down, watching the backsides get tight, watching them get nervous, watching them start throwing these these erratic erratic shots in a in a desperate mode. That's the stuff that I start looking at. That's the stuff that catches my eye. And I go, oh, oh, you know, I think... Game six, so let's go back. So game five, I have all this pit and dread. Game six comes up, and I I don't know what to to expect. And then Chris Paul goes down. So let me give you let me give you the double sidedness about this situation. And I think a lot of fans will agree with me on this one. So the double sidedness of this situation, and you know this is true, and you know this is you. Don't even lie. Right now, when it, some of you are going to be like, no, 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 don't lie. I can hear the voice inside of your head. And I'm telling you, I know what it says. And it's saying this. There's a part of you that's kind of happy CP3 went down because you feel like this is our opportunity to kind of swing swing some haymakers and prob- possibly win this series. There's a part of you that says it. Then, of course, on the outside, there's a part of you that goes, well, hey, I don't want any injuries. I'm going to say this for the record. I really wish this series would go with all the players healthy, and everybody going right at each other. That's what I wish. Having said that, having said that, this is how I feel at the moment. Now we're in the injury game. Iguodala goes down, and now CP3 goes down. So all right, here we go. All right, now we're in the injury game. So we're going to play the injury game. So let's do it. It doesn't make me happy. I would rather go down with everybody healthy than to go down with people hurt and always wonder what if, you know? Uh, I don't like the question, which I've heard before too, would you rather go down with everyone healthy or win the series with their best guys hurt? I, 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 I think that's such an unfair question. It's not an even playing field. The even playing field, the correct question would be, do you want to go down equally or someone was hurt on your side, someone's hurt on their side. Like that's that's what I prefer. I, I think that's a more fair question because you're comparing losing a series to winning a series and it's not the same at all. So I don't agree with that, that side and I think it's unfair. Having said that, <clears throat> we're now in the injury game and now game six rolls along and I'm not going to lie. I am a wreck. I talked about this earlier a couple weeks ago. Nothing terrifies me more than conference finals to get to the championship of any sport. It drives me crazy. The number one of always, always is going to be the NFC championship. The 49ers have lost more NFC championships than any other team in history because we are always one win away from the Super Bowl. We are always one win away from the Super Bowl. I just love saying that. Sorry. I, I just, I really do. I really get a great kick out of that. Anyways, going back to this. So, I would say on a scale of one to 10, an NFC championship usually gets me probably amped about to a 12. Now, Warriors, I would say if the scale is one to 10, I was probably amped up to like a seven, which is pretty uh, high because I normally operate like around a uh, four in terms of calm and coolness. I'm not really a anxiety driven dude, but sports get me so anxious in a way, mainly because there's I have no control. Like, I'm literally just putting all of my fandom in the hands of these players and saying, please, please, please make it happen. Please win the game, dude. Come on, my dude. Like, I'm literally doing that. And that's a tough, that's a very vulnerable place to be because you have no physical control. And then there's this exaltation when they succeed. But part of, part of fandom that rarely gets spoken about, part of being a fan is that you are literally surrendering your love and history and pride and passion for this team in the hands of complete strangers. And they are strangers. Like, we, we, don't, we don't really know what these guys are like. I mean, you know, you see them on interviews. You, you, obviously, they have personalities that dominate their style of play. You know, like Deion Sanders was very arrogant. Joe Montana was extremely humble, things like that. But, I mean, you don't really know what these guys are like. We don't know what they are like on a day-to-day basis. So you're basically putting your faith and trust, passion, exultation, excitement, history... Your fam familiar pride into these guys and hoping that they're gonna come through for you. That's a very vulnerable place to be as a fan, but it's also extremely exalting when they succeed. It's exalting. You know, we we live through that. You know, they've done studies where humans, humans who watch like we when we watch movies, we feel a tremendous amount of empathy for the characters. Like it's very easy and natural for humans to feel e- emphatic about what they're seeing on the screen and sports is no different it's the same exact it creates the same exact feeling we we feel the pain of their loss we feel like we've lost we feel the success and the glory of the victory we feel like we won it we won you know so that's a very big part of it so there's this vulnerability about putting your hands putting putting your emotions in the trust of these players and that's why i get so anxious i get super anxious and yeah on a scale of one to ten i was probably like a seven i say seven and a half i was kind of touching on eight Especially in that first quarter, I thought, oh, man, I think this might be over. And I'll be honest with you guys. I'm sitting here in Los Angeles. That's where I live now. And I'm sitting here in L.A. And I'm watching the game. And my wife's like, all right, what do you want to do? Do you want to, like, watch this game? Do you want to go see Solo? Because I really wanted to go see Solo. And I was like, I don't know, man. This is brutal, like, oh, if we get blown out the building oh God I don't even know maybe I just go watch solo and just hope for the best I don't even know I'm I'm so anxious I don't know what to do now if it was a 49ers game that's my number one we just talked about that earlier to bring it back full circle I ride and die till the clock goes down to zero but I love the Warriors but the Warriors are probably like second or third tier in terms of my love for them but that doesn't doesn't mean my love is death. I still love them so calm down everybody I already could hear the Twitter comments coming I I am a true blue warriors fan everybody calm down so I'm like I don't even know I don't even know I don't even know and I'm back and forth back and forth through all the second quarter back and forth back and forth back and forth and then five minutes before the quarter ends I turn to my wife and I go screw it I'm not gonna go watch solo we're going out at the at the end of the end of the first half so we we're trying to figure out if we we're going to leave or watch the game inside. I said we're going to go to a packed bar. I'm going to wear my Golden State Warriors gear and if I'm going down tonight, I'm going down like a man. And I'm not going to be scared. I'm not going to be scared and hide in my house while the Rockets blow us out. I'm going to go out into the streets cuz that's where I want to go and I'm going to be out there with my Warriors gear on and I'm going to go down with pride cuz I'm a real fan and I'm not scared. She's like laughing her ass off. She's like you're absolutely ridiculous. I like who are you talking to? Like <laughs> who who are these people you want to see? What are you talking about? And she has a point, but you guys get it. And that's why we're on the gold cast together. You guys get what I'm saying. You understand what I'm saying. You understand there is a maniacness to being a sports fan. There's just a, it, it, you're just, if you're like a diehard, it just drives you crazy. i a buddy of mine at my job was like, man, I feel like you talk about the 49ers at least once a day at this job. And I said, Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, that's impossible. I can never go a day without mentioning the 49ers. You kidding me? That's like literally impossible. I don't I don't know if I ever go a day without mentioning the 49ers. I think that's actually impossible for me. Like somewhere, some way. Every time I call my father, unofficial member of the gold cast, Rudy Solis Jr., every time I call him, every time I call him, you guys want to know how he answers? This is literally how he answers. I think he only does it because he knows I'm calling. He goes, 49er headquarters. 49er headquarters. He literally says this. Every time I call him, every time. Our last name is Solis, it's not 49ers. (laughs) Oh, it's incredible. Fandom is such a fascinating thing. So. Game six is here. Let's get back. Let's bring this all the way back. Game six is here, and my stomach is twisted up into knots. I am just like, oh, my God. I can barely eat. We find this place on Hollywood Boulevard. We're sitting down. We're eating the worst food of all time. It's like like Everywhere was packed. I don't know what we were thinking trying to get in at halftime at Hollywood Boulevard. It doesn't matter. This is a very international city. So every bar – at this time of day on Saturday, a Saturday night of all, and since it's packed, everyone's watching these games, whether it doesn't even matter if they're fans or not. I mean this is you know the two, the, the biggest game of the year with with Warriors season completely on the line. So everybody's, everybody's watching this. We can't get it anywhere. So we finally get into this little crappy ass pizzeria we're sitting we're eating this terrible food. It's terrible food. And game six is on, and it's the third quarter. And you all know what the Warriors do in the third quarter. And they bring it, and they start throwing haymakers, and they start doing what they do. And we start coming back, and we start gaining the lead, and we tie the game, and we get the lead, and we start pulling ahead. And the Warriors are there. They're there. Let's go. Let's go. And we're going, and we're going. And then Rockets come back to get a little bit of edge they're getting the lead around the fourth quarter. And then the fourth quarter comes, and Klay Thompson for the second half goes off. Just, oh, finally. It was like OKC flashbacks saving the season. Klay Thompson saves the season and comes back and makes it happen. And, I'm man, I'm telling you, I'm just losing my mind. And I'm watching this team do what for a second there I was thinking was almost impossible. I was thinking, I don't even know if we can do this, man. This is crazy. This is super crazy. It was a great game absolutely phenomenal game i was really impressed really really impressed with that win the loss of cp3 was really felt i'll be honest man with that onslaught in the first quarter cp3 is there i don't know if we win that game i'm just gonna be honest i mean you know i know some people get all in a hizzy I, i try i try my best to look at things very logically it's impossible to look at things 100% objectively because it's our team. If you're looking at other teams, it's much easier to be pretty close to objective. If you're trying, it's pretty close to being like 100% objective because you don't have it. You don't have a horse in the race, so who cares? But it's hard when it's your own team. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we're going to win tomorrow. I have no idea. I have no idea what's going to happen. I cannot tell you with 100% certainty that this is actually going to go down. And uh, we're going to be able to, to pull this off. But having said that, it is exciting to be here in Game 7. I'm super nervous. I'm super nervous. I do believe the Warriors have what it takes. As I understand it, CP3 will not be there, which is going to be a huge advantage. But we don't have Iguodala, who is the defensive backbone after Draymond. Our, we watched this entire team fall apart for two straight games. My only frustration, can I just say one thing with you guys? My one frustration, I said this last week too. Okay, we have five all-stars. One goes down. We have four more all-stars. Four more all-stars. How hard can this be? I know it's extremely hard. I'm not a professional player. I get that. How hard can this be? You have four all-stars. Look at what happened yesterday. Play, play to your potential, make it happen. They got they stopped they slowed down a lot of that ISO ball with Kevin. Let's get a little analytical for a second. They stopped that ISO ball with Kevin Durant. He starts passing the ball. They're setting up switches, getting wide open wide open shots for Clay left and right left and right left and right. They're passing the ball I'm like this. The thing that the Houston has made us do that I think has been really limiting, especially in games four and five, is they forced Kevin Durant into this heavy ISO position and I it, I, th- I thought it worked. In game three But I don't think it's worked very well since And we we started to integrate Kevin Durant Back into the lineup Passing the ball This team is a pass 300 times or more That's the philosophy, right? The philosophy was when Kirk came If we, if we pass under 300 passes We lose If we pass over 300 We're unstoppable Moving the ball Pace and space This is what this team is predicated on and we got back to that. And I was really happy to see that. And I think that that's going to be the key tomorrow. I'm hoping that a lot of these crazy lineups, I hope we we back off them a little bit less. It's much harder for your for your role players and your bench to, to play well when they're on the road. You know, they tend to shrink away. Houston has kind of gone with this six, seven-man lineup for six straight games. And you see them starting to gas out a little bit. Having said that, I think the crowd will pump their adrenaline. And I think they'll be just fine tomorrow. But I'm hoping we kind of stick to our big guns, and I hope the Warriors can pull this off. Are they gonna pull this off? I don't know. I'm not gonna make any predictions right now. I think anybody can win. Uh, it's Sunday night. We are in the middle of the third quarter of Houston, uh, Boston, and Cavaliers. I'll tell you what the score is. I have no idea who's gonna win that game. You, you honestly, you couldn't. I couldn't predict that. There'd be no way. No way. So I'm going to tell you right now. It's coming up, coming up. Isn't this exciting? This 56-53 in favor of Cleveland. Wow. Oh, wow. We'll see. It's been a great NBA playoff run. God, are we going to see Warriors Cavs 4? Are we really going to see that? Tell me in the comments. Shoot me. First of all, leave a review if you like what you see. Because we need more reviews. I want to keep going back up the meter. If you're a San Francisco fan and you're a San Francisco, I should say this. If you're a San Francisco native, drop a line and say, yo, I'm a native. And I support all three sports. Listen, everyone who's not a native, you are off the hook. You in no way, shape, or form have to support all three. And if you're a native, you don't necessarily have to watch all three. But don't hate on San Francisco sports fans giving props to all three of their teams. When they're from San Francisco, born and raised. 23rd admission. what up? St. Luke's Hospital, let's go. All right. So I want to hear in the comments, go hop on onto YouTube, because that's like really where it's really popping all the time. I want you to go into the comments. Tell me what you think about game seven. Are we going to win tomorrow? I'm going to put this up really early. So some of you should be hearing it today. You'd definitely be hearing it tomorrow. What do you guys think is going to happen? What's your predictions? What did you think about game six? And... And yeah, if you're a San Francisco native, just holla at us. So before we leave, you can find me on Instagram at RudySolise3. You can find me on Twitter at Rudy 3rd at Rudy 3rd So concludes another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the bay. I'm your host, Rudy the II. And with me is uh, is my brother, Raymond Solis the First in Spirit, the greatest fan of in the game. We'll see you next time. Same gold cast time. Same gold cast channel. This is, this is the gold cast.